You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. PackersTalk.com. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Or just go to their website at TicketKing.com. Again, that's the TicketKing.com. Talking Pack. Ladies and gentlemen, the preseason is over. Oh yeah, they count now. Let the madness begin. And with that, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Lemp's Talk and Pack. I'm your host, Chris Lempesis, coming to you once again from my basement Packer room in my home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here to break down Green Bay's three down, none to go, 19-15 win over the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday at Lambeau Field. It was kind of weird watching a noon start for a preseason game, right? It's funny how that works because that's obviously a pretty common start time during the regular season. But man, you start a preseason game then, and it's like a Packers game at noon in August? What is this? What are we doing here? But yeah, the preseason is over. The Packers finished 2-1. and one, And I have to say, I didn't hate this preseason nearly as much as I usually do. I think, you know, the last few years especially, there was such a Super Bowl or bust feel with this team. So really, I mean, you know... None of the key players actually played, or they barely played. So the whole time you were kind of like, can we just get this over with? But this year, right, with so many key guys actually playing, especially the young guys and obviously Jordan Love, it was kind of cool to watch them all take their first steps together, even if the games were ultimately meaningless. Now, having said that, (laughs) there was definitely some senioritis settling in Saturday when it got to like midway through the third quarter. I think I was definitely like, okay, I'm ready for Chicago now. Sure, I'm not alone there. But you know what? It's Sunday night now. I've got an ice cold Labatt Blue in my hand. Thank you, Canada, for that. Been a long time Labatt fan. Long time. How long? We don't need to say how long, but let's just say a long time. And I am ready to recap this game with all of you. And when I'm done with that... I'm going to give you my 53-man roster projection as final cutdown days, of course, on Tuesday. Why not, right? Everyone else is doing it, so why can't we? That's Cranberry's reference. Kids, look them up. But first, before we get into the fun, how could you not be having fun already? I've already mentioned the Cranberries. I've mentioned the Bat Blue and the Cranberries, and I'm not even three minutes in. How could you not be having fun? Ooh, that is good. I have to do the shameless self-promotion, which I know you love, or at the very least tolerate, Twitter, Lemps, M-K-E, at It's Just Chris Now. Again, I don't care what it's called, what what the name was changed to. It's always going to be Twitter for me, so that's what it is. Lemps, M-K-E, at It's Just Chris Now. Facebook, All Bag of Donuts, O-L Bag of Donuts, the email. Whoop, whoop, Instagram. I always forget about Instagram. I'm on Instagram now. Search for Lemps Talk and Pack. 
Look for that green logo, which I know you all love so damn much. I'm having some fun there. Give me a follow. The email, oldbagofdonuts, O-L-bagofdonuts. That's O-L-bagofdonuts at gmail.com. I got a really nice email from a listener named Nick. Nick, I have been super busy today. I have not had a chance to write you back, but I will. And again, thank you so much for your kind words about the show. That really, that was really great to read your email. I really appreciate that so much. You know, if I may, I do this show, I always say I do this show by myself in my basement. I'm basically shouting into the void like a lunatic. So I never know exactly who's listening. Now, I know a lot of you are because I see the numbers. But I don't know who you are exactly. So whenever I get to hear from one of you guys or gals, it's always cool. It's always exciting. Drop me a line. Again, I'd love I'd love to hear from you all. Uh, for anyone listening on the wonderful Packers Talk iTunes page, leave a rating, five stars. Me and Lakey those the most. Four stars are good too. A comment. I said last week no one was going was gonna to leave a comment. And then I hope I'm saying your name right. Jens? Is it Jens or Jens? Left a wonderful comment about me and the show on the iTunes page. So I said no one would, and one of you proved me wrong, and if more of you want to do that by leaving a comment, especially a positive one, that would be great. You can find us on Spotify by searching for Packers Talk and searching for our logo, which is the head of the Vince Lombardi statue, which sits outside Lambeau Field. Um, if you subscribe there, which you should, there's right at the top, there's a box with a star. Click on it, five stars, me like you those the most, four stars are good too. We're on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us there as well. And as always, if you listen on a platform I don't mention, please let me know what that platform is. I would love to know. And again, just subscribe. What do you have to lose? It's free. Just mindlessly mash down on that subscribe button. Again, we have not four, but five shows here at Packers Talk. You subscribe, we deliver it right to your phone. You don't have to search. Doesn't that sound great? You wake up, it's there. We don't tell anybody what's on your phone. Our lips are sealed, and it's free. Again, it's free. In today's in, in today's world, you can't get a better deal than that. You won't get a better deal than that. So subscribe. Okay, now that we done got all that out the way, let's go. Let's dive right in. Let's talk about this Packers dub. Again, preseason, yada, yada, yada. We don't get worked up about wins and losses around here. But a win is better than a loss, so we say it, you know, matter of fact, like a dub. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> that kind of vibe, you know? We're going for that Dumb and Dumber vibe. You know what I'm saying? And of course, where else could I begin than by talking about the performance of Love? Love playing three series in this one, just like he did last week against New England. Finished 9 of 15 for 63 yards, 4.2 yards per attempt. One touchdown, no picks. He also ran it three times for 21 yards. Started slow, and then he got humming towards the end. Kind of the theme for love in the starting offense this preseason, if you've noticed, I would say. Uh, in fact, he didn't complete a pass on Green Bay's first drive of the game, though the Packers did still come away with a field goal on that one. But yeah, on that third and final drive, he showed some nice arm strength on a pass to Jaden Reed. Then later on in the drive, some more zip on a slant to Malik Heath. That one picked up 15. That was on the play action. Another play action pass. This one to tight end Luke Musgrave picked up 11. Thanks to some nice yards after the catch. Some nice yak. As we say around these parts from the Rook, that one gave the Pack first and goal from the six. And on the next play, Love closes the drive out in style, floating one to his left to Christian Watson on the three-step back shoulder fade. Shades of A-Rodge on that one. A-Rodge to Jordy, A-Rodge to Devontae Adams, whoever you want to 
you want to say. Uh, and uh, and Watson comes down with it for the score, right? PAT blocked, of course. Of course it was. But still, 9 nothing Packers. Love was then done for the day, done for the preseason after that drive. So he finishes the preseason 21 of 33, 63.6 uh, completion percentage. 193 yards, 5.84 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, no picks in eight drives. So just about three, a little more than three quarters, give or take, of action. Not quite a full game of action in the pre uh, in the preseason for him. And then five carries for 32 yards. So overall, in those analyzing those eight drives, I'd say it was a very successful three games for Love. He showed, in my opinion, total command of the offense. Showed great poise, though, as I've said on the show multiple times, he's always had that. Love showed he's got the necessary arm strength. The accuracy was mostly there. Showed an ability to make plays on the move. And I think he showed he'll be able to do some things with his legs, too. No, he's, you know, he's not going to be Lamar Jackson or someone like that. But I think he can scramble successfully when he needs to. He'll do enough there, I think. You know, the one area, the one area I do think he, he needs to still work on, and this is probably something that's only going to get better with more reps, more real live game action, you know, is the deep ball accuracy. You saw that on Saturday, for example, with his deep shot on the third and final drive to Watson, right? Just floated it too much. Didn't put enough on it. Watson was was behind the defense. I mean, Jesus, that was an easy six with the right ball. But Love, unfortunately, just he didn't deliver it, you know, needed some more heat on that one. Now, you could say Watson, if he's going to be an elite receiver, he needs to catch that anyways because it did hit his hands. And hell, I probably wouldn't say you're wrong. But I'd put the blame more on Love for that because really, Watson, I mean, you know, he did get open. I mean, he got wide open, right? That's job. That's the first job for a receiver, and he did that. Still, I think Love will get better in that department as he plays more with these guys in actual games for, you know, more than three series at a time. That'll probably help, I would think. Uh, we're probably, we're maybe going to need some patience on that. Like, let's be honest. But it will come. I really think the deep ball accuracy will come for him. I, I truly believe that. I mean, look, I'll say it. I saw enough from Love to say I'm all in. I'm all in, baby. I think he can be the guy, and I think he will be the guy for the Packers for the future. I think they found their next franchise quarterback. I think I, I think we can say that. I sat in a bar. Look, I sat in a bar. Remy's to be exact, in Marquette, Michigan, great bar if you've ever been there, in August 2008, and I made the same proclamation about Aaron Rodgers. And I was dead on about that one, wasn't I? Now, I can't say he's going to be what Rodgers was, you know, four-time MVP, Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, and all the rest. Too soon for that. But I can say I think he's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, they've got their guy. So yeah, mission accomplished. For the preseason on that, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely. And now, for the last time, because I won't be using this format once the regular season starts, let's go through some of the other good and bad from this game. Good! Let's start with Anders Carlson. Durs, baby! Durs is in the house! Hell yeah! Open the scoring with a 43-yard field goal. On Green Bay's first drive before absolutely freaking nailing a 57-yarder to end the first half. A 57-yarder! Damn near split the uprights. And I'll tell you what, 
That would have been good from 60, at least maybe even 61 or 62. You know, and I said this on Twitter during the game, too. Uh, it's been funny to see all the reports about Durs struggling in the practices. Because in the games, and, and on, and then on the, fa- and, uh, you know, starting with family night, he's he's mostly been money outside of the PAT stuff. But that 57-yarder, whew, I mean, he's been good in the games. And that 57-yarder, folks... Just let me, let your let your pal Lambs tell you now. If you had any thoughts, he might get cut, or they're going to bring in some competition, or they might re-sign Mason Crosby. Can we just let those just let those go now? I'm telling you, just let them go. Carlson is going to be the guy this year. The talent is clearly there, right? He showed that crystal clear on the 57 yarder. The talent is there. The bloodlines are there. You know. Are there going to be ups and downs? Yes, it's a little bit like love in that in that respect. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. But you know what I mean? It just, it made sense. You know, I didn't like the pick. I'll be honest. I didn't like the pick at the time. I said as much on the show. But now since campus started, I, I've come around. I get it, right? Because this year isn't really about wins and losses for the Packers, right? It's about how much love develops. Loves, lo- loves, loves growth is the main thing for this year. That's what it's all about for the Packers. So if that's the case, why not take a chance on an incredibly talented kicker? An incredibly talented rookie kicker who's got the bloodlines, right? Pair him up with Rich Bisaccia, special teams coach extraordinaire, and see if Rich can't turn him into, you know, can't do for Durs what he did for his brother. Like, it makes total sense, and I think... I think by the end of the year, we're going to see a, a really good young kicker in Anders Carlson. Again, there will be ups and downs, but by the end of the year, I think he'll start to really be putting it all together. Absolutely. Some bad now. Ugh, the backup running backs. I was kind of hoping someone from that group, be it uh, Emmanuel Wilson or Patrick Taylor or Nate McCrary, I thought one of those guys would really grab on to the number three running back job, or at least make an argument that Green Bay should keep three, because we don't even know if they will. But, you know, I thought, you know, this was kind of their last chance to do that Saturday, and it just, it didn't happen, you know? Wilson, 17 carries for 49 yards. Nate McCrary, 7 for 24. Taylor, 6 for 24. Just, you know, nothing special. And then we haven't seen Goodson since preseason game one. And then Lou Nichols, the seventh-round pick, hasn't played at all in the preseason games because of an injury. So, you know, I don't think any of those guys were bad, per se, Saturday. But just, again, didn't didn't do anything, you know, to wow me. And at this point, I don't see them keeping three running backs. More on that in a bit. Some more good now. The Packers' front seven. Kenny Clark. Kenny, Kenny Clark. Who, for some reason, played the first two series of the game. I don't know why he played two. <laughs> But he did, and he made two really nice plays in those series. First one, a really nice run stop for a loss of one. Clark mauling his guy at the line, getting off him and to the ball carrier. Then on the second series, a really nice QB pressure from him. After that, I was like, you were probably this way too. I was like, all right, that's it. Kenny's ready. Get him out of there. We'll see you in Chicago, Kenny. Uh, And then in the second half, the trio of D-lineman Carl Brooks... Uh, and Colby Wooden, Colby Wooden, and edge rusher Brenton Cox Jr. Holy shit. Those three were all over the place. Really dominating. And against both the run and the pass, too. And then, batting passes down at the line. 
I mean, again, they were really, those three guys were doing it all. I'm particularly excited about Brooks. I've talked about him, I think, after both the preseason games, right? He just, you know, I'm really excited about him. I think he's going to make some noise right away as a rookie. He just seems so polished, incredibly, incredibly polished. Way more pro-ready than you'd expect a Mac guy to be. No disrespect to the Mac, but, you know. But, yeah, I think they've got a real player there in Brooks. I think he's really going to do some things this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some more front seven good. TJ Slayton doing the grave digger move made famous by Gilbert Brown. Hell yeah. Anytime you bust out the grave digger, I mean, that's good shit. You know, and he did it. And it was awesome to see. Hopefully he, he makes that a thing this year. That's good stuff. Uh, some more bad. Oy, oy vey. Royce Newman. Royce, Royce, Royce. Two more penalties in this one. You know, overall, his play was pretty spotty this preseason, I thought. And by all accounts, you know, it's been pretty up and down for Newman during the practices, too. I'm not sure he's going to make it. Yeah. More on that in a bit. But yeah, not good from Royce. No, no. Uh, Some more good. Now, Alex Magoo. I'm saying Mr. Magoo, the USFL MVP. Finally got some extended action for the pack. Playing the entire fourth quarter. And then on his second series, he made he made a mark. Uncorking a beauty down the left sideline to Jadakus Bonds, hitting him in stride for a play that covered 52 yards and all. That was a perfect pass. Like you that that couldn't have been thrown better. No, no way. That ended up being the game-winning drive, too. Magoo finishing four or five for 69. Nice yards. I think he's worth keeping around on the practice squad. Bonds, too, for that matter. Yeah, definitely. So, okay. Those are my main thoughts on this one. I think I covered. Everything I wanted to. So, without further ado, let's get to my 53-man roster projection for your Green Bay Packers. Pull it up here. All right, so let's start with the quarterbacks. I've got him keeping two. Love and Sean Clifford. Talked about Magoo a second ago. I think he'll be on the practice squad. I think they're only going to keep two running backs. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I just... You know, I don't I don't see I don't think any of those guys I mean Wilson had the great first game and then he was okay last week, but felt like his play kind of tailed off as the preseason went on. Taylor just kind of is what he is. Goodson was mostly hurt. You know, talked about I mean talked about those guys already. I just I don't think they're gonna keep three. I think they keep two there, and then as needed, they may call up a third guy from the practice squad. Um seven wide receivers. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Samari Toure. Toure's making the team. I'm shocked by how many people think Torrey isn't going to make. He's making the team. Uh, Jaden Reed, Wicks, Grant Dubose, and then Malik Heath. Three tight ends, Musgrave, Tucker Craft, and Josiah DeGuara. DeGuara is more of a kind of a do-it-all guy, fullback, tight end. But for the purposes of this, I'm listing him as a tight end. And yes, nine offensive linemen. David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., Zach Tom, Sean Ryan, Josh Nyman, uh, Walker, and then Caleb Jones. So I do not have Royce Newman making the team. I think he'll be cut, but I actually think there's a pretty good chance he'll be traded before cut-down day. You could see Green Bay pick up maybe like a 6th or 7th round pick for him. There's just so many teams that need offensive line help. Offensive line play is probably as bad as it's ever been around the league as a whole. You know, the Packers are kind of an anomaly in that, that they're so good and so deep there. Most teams are not that way. 
it's been funny the last week to see so much of the national media, like, you know what? Like, acting like it's this big eureka moment for them. Like, hey, you know what? I think I figured out why Green Bay's set up for success with love. They they draft and develop offensive linemen. Wow. No shit, eh? You think? Oh, the national media, you gotta love them. Um, so yeah, I think nine. I think Newman, if they can't find a trade, if they can't find a trade partner for him, which I think they will, but if they don't, he'll be cut. Let's go to the D-line now. I got five. Kenny Clark, Wyatt, Slayton, Brooks, and Wooden. Let's go to the inside linebacker spot. I've got him keeping five. Devondre Campbell, uh, Quay Walker, McDuffie, Tariq Carpenter, and then Wilson. Eric Wilson, yeah, five. Let's go to the edge. Six. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kingsley Enigbare. Lucas Van Ness, Hollins, and a perhaps a surprise here. I've got Cox making the team. If you listen, if you followed along on Twitter during the game, I said I, I couldn't see a world where they kept six. But then watching him in that second half and seeing kind of, you know, more of what he did and thinking about more of what he did in the preseason as a whole, I'm like, you know what? I think he makes it. I think they keep six edge guys. I just think Cox, I don't think he'll, I think someone, if they cut him, someone will scoop him up. He's super talented. You know, he's just got to keep his head on straight. And if he can, the Packers may have something there. So I think he sticks. So six edge guys. Um, let's go to cornerback. Five, Jair, Razul Douglas, Kayshawn Nixon, Carrington Valentine. The fifth spot is tough. There's a few candidates, but I'm going to go with Shamar Gene Charles. I think he, he gets one more shot as the fifth guy. Um, Stokes, I think will be on the pup list. He's been on the pup list. I think he'll stay there. I think it'll be a little bit into the regular season before we see him back as he recovers from the, the duels at knee and ankle injuries he suffered last year. Uh, let's move on to the safety spot. I've got him. Oh my God. Six Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Moore, Jonathan Owens, Anthony Johnson, and Darren Levitt. So six safeties. Can any of them play? That's a different story, but but they're going to have numbers at least. And then three specialists, uh, Durs, O'Donnell is the punter, and then Orzek the long snapper. So there you go. There's my 53-man roster for the Green Bay Packers. 23 on offense, 27 on defense, three specialists. I think this this just seems, this, you know, this seems like, I really think this is how this shakes out. Yeah, for now anyways. All right. Well, there we go. That just about wraps up this episode. I hope you all had as much fun listening as I did recording it. It's always a blast. The Labatt is going down smooth. I'll tell you what. Mm -mm. Thank you, Canada. We look ahead now. Oh, yeah, baby. It's here now. The regular season is upon us. In 14 days, the Packers will open their 2023 campaign at Soldier Field in Chicago, facing off against their arch rivals, the Hated Bears. That one is set for a 3.25 p.m. Lambeau time kickoff. And in case you were wondering, yes, it will be America's Game of the Week on Fox, so we will be getting the A-team for that one. How about that? Even without Aaron Rodgers, still getting the A-team. As Howard Cosell might say, the important people go first. 
Oh, I want this one so bad, you guys. I do. I do. Oh, Bears fans and Vikings fans and Lions fans really need to calm down. They have all been talking so much shit this offseason collectively. You can just tell they think this is their moment. You know, you don't have A-Rodge anymore. No more Favre, no more A-Rodge. You're not going to have three of these guys in a row. You can just, they're just, oh, so much. They're talking so much shit. They think this is it. They think, they think we're vulnerable. They think our shields are down. They think they finally found the weakness in the Death Star. And I want so badly to show them right off the bat, no, you haven't found the weakness. We're going to blow up your planets just like we always have. This is not your moment. I want it so bad. I know I'm not alone in that. I just, oh, I want it so bad right away. I want to go down to I want to go down to Chicago, down to Soldier Field, down Chicago Way, and make a statement right away, right along the lake. How's that sound? Pretty damn good, right? Oh, and of course, I'll be back to recap that one. Win, lose, or draw. That one will be recorded Sunday night, September 10th. And then available Monday morning, the 11th. But first, yes, you will hear from me before that. I will be back sometime before then with my annual Packers season preview. My long conversation about the 2023 Packers podcast. I'll talk about areas of concern, areas of strength, some other fun stuff. And then, oh yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go through the schedule game by game. To tell you exactly how I think Green Bay will do this season. I love doing that one. It's kind of a free-form, open-ended conversation. I don't tend to... You know, I just have, I have some rough notes, and then I just go. It's good stuff. Um, should be fun. That should be available either late this week or early next week. I'd say by Monday, September 4th, or Tuesday, September 5th, at the absolute latest, you'll hear it. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. So keep your eyes and your ears open for that. And yes, I'll keep you posted. So until next time, whenever that may be, I am Chris Lempesis. This has been Lemp's Talking Pack. Thank you so very much for listening, Packer Nation. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes, even you, you, and you. Please stay safe out there in this crazy world. And remember, always and forever, go Pack, go!